Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's the big show on a football Friday. You Gordon Monson, hey. Jake Scott, Coach Mack, Alema Harrington. You, you might have in the last couple yeah. of years. Though. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Alema Harrington put all high school 300 pounds. Bang. Supposed to get a ding. Remember we used to do that we on did. the show? We, but it we was, used to it do wasn't, height and weight? No, it wasn't your weight. It was uh, you, what, where did you go to high school? What year did you graduate? Oh, okay. Put all high school in 1984. Uh, we yeah. are live at the uh, at the warehouse, eighteen twenty five South, three hundred West, uh, where we've been the last few weeks. The now. home, nice. Uh, the this home is, of this, of, this yeah, is the home of the football of the Friday. Show. Yeah, it is on a football <laughs> Friday. Uh, is Gordon off or is he working? No, today? Gordon's with us today. Gordon, Gordon hello. What's up, Gordo? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good to hear I, you. Good. I, we we I, missed you last week because you were convalescing. Uh, well, I, I wish I was just being lazy, uh, yeah. just taking some time off, and uh, it felt good. I got to tell you, it felt good. good. <laughs> but I hard. did miss you. I did we, miss you guys. We missed you too. We missed you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys may have. <laughs> that didn't sound overly sincere, but uh, you yeah. know, I'll well, take... hey, I just I just talked to Gordon earlier yeah. to today. Find... To find out where the show was. Oh yeah, and then <laughs> how would he so, know? He yeah, said, well, well, the show's well, at his so, house. So what? So he said, he said, hold on <laughs> for a minute, <laughs> and then texted us. Yeah, yeah that's first, exactly what he did. Coach, Just text me. First coach. coach texted me, like I would know, <laughs> because you know, I could be wandering all over. Yeah, you know, this could, is a this is a true story. I could be yeah. at this. I could, could be, be at down the, in Dell, Utah. I, I could be at this. <laughs> Could be at the studio. Could be up in Ogden. Could be in, in, um, what, uh, way up there where Utah State is. Logan, Logan. Logan. yeah. You, you, this show's been all over. Football Friday's been yeah. all over the state. Yeah. yeah. I've been yeah. To well, see, and, and here's here's the thing. I mean, there was a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> there was a lot of pressure to get that answer right because I didn't want to be responsible for sending Mac yeah. to you know Timbuktu. <laughs> where, yeah, I, you know, I that. Well, if I'd have been down in Orem at the at the place in Orem, <laughs> yeah. and then and then I showed up there and been there all by myself, yeah, we just would have had you get on the phone and do it like like Gordon does. I say, uh, where are you? Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm at, I'm I'm at, at the, the warehouse. I'm at the warehouse the in Orem, Orem campus. Yeah, See? where Gord, where the big show host Gordon sent yeah. me. Yeah, well, let's see, yeah, see, I didn't want that. That's, that's for sure. I didn't want that. And you know, Mac is one of those people. Where, you know, I mean, it's like talking to uh, a VIP. I don't want to be sending the <laughs> VIP to the wrong place. You know? Right. So, oh, man. Yeah, there we go. I don't know that VIP. That's a that's a that's not a great um, statement because I'm not VIP. I'm maybe a little bit lower than that. <laughs> I say VVIP. Very well, I guess I wouldn't be very, very important. But, Mac, I want to know now. When, at what point in your illustrious career did you feel like the most important? Oh man, <laughs> that moment know. when you just were awash in in glory. Well, I, I think it all to do has to do with wins and losses. And probably that the first time we beat BYU down there, which was a, a huge breakthrough. You know, uh, I think the time that that. Uh, 
that we beat Ohio State in our stadium when I was coaching at Wisconsin. Um, just different, you know, the the USC game and a and a bowl game. That oh yeah, that was big. When when and and uh, Pete was so cocky, you know, and so confident. They were just bragging all over Las Vegas like they were the second coming of, of whatever. And then we physically beat them up. They had Carson Palmer, I think, as their quarterback yeah, too, right? Yeah, yeah. And we physically, physically, we took it to him. I mean, physically, we we beat him up, and and he he fired both of his line coaches after the game. <laughs> <laughs> they did, they didn't do a whole lot of losing after that. No, well, they they were good. I mean, they had good players, and uh, but they were so cocky. I mean, they were staying at, at over at. at practicing at UNLV, so I would get information every day from the UNLV people. <laughs> said, hey, these guys, hey, these guys are just strutting around here like... like yeah, they don't even have to work out. Yeah, like like nobody's business, and and then uh, uh, I went on a radio show with with uh, with one of their assistant coaches or whatever, and, and he just acted like, well, you guys are just, you know, it's kind of a come down to be playing you or whatever. And uh, so, yeah, I was not a big fan of USC. And we we had played them a couple of years before that in a bowl game when John Robinson was a coach and <laughs> legendary coach. Yeah, yeah. And and they in the when they have that they have the dinner beforehand a day before whatever. After the SC people spoke, they got up and walked out. <laughs> the whole the whole entourage they spoke presented their deal and then they all got up and walked out i love it yeah talk about isn't disrespect that, yeah. it's not it's not what miami did to somebody that one year in a in a fiesta bowl or something exactly yeah, yeah when they were when, when they were wearing their army outfits yeah 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 their 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 camouflage outfits uh 10 to 6 by the way was the final of that game and uh let's see USC rushed for minus 53 yards in the first half, according to this thing. That's right. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, Max. So that, the, not, the defense not, was not, playing. Now that now that your your coaching career, I mean, you still help out here and there and whatnot. But what opposing coach did you dislike the most? And Ooh. which which opposing coach did you take the most glory or the most fulfillment in beating? Now there is a juicy question. Well, that is a. I think. Well, I did not like John L. Smith because he because of some of the things that he did, you know. The, the, so I, I did not like him, uh, but I, I didn't dislike him. I just didn't respect him for what he what he stood for, um, and I thought he was a good football coach. Though you know, his kids were tough. They were you know they knew how they were tough kids. I think that one of the guys, one of my favorite guys, was Sonny Lubeck. I loved him. He was. Oh yeah. He was a he was a fine human being and did a great job at at uh, you know at Colorado State and uh, was real classy, real classy human being. And of course, Lavelle, you know, one of my mm-hmm. favorite people. Um, a couple of guys. The guy, the guy who was the head coach at at Ohio State was the head coach at Colorado State. He wasn't one of my favorite guys. Uh, Snyder, I think, or Bruce Snyder, right? Was it? Was it Bruce Snyder? Alema saying yes. Yeah, I think yeah. it was Bruce Snyder. Bruce I think Snyder. that so Snyder, but I'm kind of trying to remember if the, the first was, name was. He was a little Bill Snyder. Yeah, he Bill was, Snyder. 
Bruce, Bruce, I think. Was Bruce? it Bruce? I think. Okay. No, Bruce Snyder was the guy who was the head coach at Utah State that went to uh, Arizona State, I believe, mm. Bruce. But um, and he he was a he was a good guy. I mean, I are you thinking? Are you thinking of Earl Bruce? Earl Bruce, yeah, that's it. Yeah, thanks. Very good, Gordon. Thanks, Gordon. Uh-huh. We knew you, we had you on the show for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you a good story about Earl Bruce. So so you walk in the the Colorado State locker room and he had it. The whole locker room was painted pink, right? And then he had it's the visitors' locker room. Visitors' locker. Yeah. And then he had all the pictures of the officials on the officials' door. So, so, and it, and kind of a note above it said, "I know who you are." <laughs> yeah. So, 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 the, the, so when the officials walked in, I said, "Hey, got a little note here from Earl to know that he knows who you are." <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, that uh, is hilarious. there was wow. some science actually behind painting the uh, the opposing locker room uh, pink because yeah. it was supposed to make your players Soft, docile. Yeah, Soft. yeah. And then the other guy who painted their locker room pink was a guy at Iowa, um, famous guy coach there, and and uh, he, he painted his. Yeah. So it was. It was, well, I, I, and you, we've all experienced this. You go to some, some, you know, venues, some stadiums, and the visitors' locker room is so terrible. It's well, just terrible. <laughs> the worst one, by far, yeah. was Fresno State. Yeah, because you dressed in the baseball dugout. And they did it on purpose. <laughs> and when Jim Sweeney was the head coach, you know, they would make they would try to make you as uncomfortable as possible. And and then, I can remember as a player when we played Fresno when I was playing at yeah. San Jose, they used to throw beer bottles at us. So so our coaches say, make sure you keep your helmet on when you go to Fresno State. And just throwing beer bottles? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, beer cans, beer bottles. What do they think? It's Laramie? Yeah. <laughs> Incoming. Oh, that's incredible. Uh, well, on kind of a related note, uh, Mark Harlan, uh, AD at Utah, was on the uh, on the station yesterday, and as you told us the other day, the the whole the locker rooms, everything are demolished. Uh, yeah. And uh, Mark Harlan. Harlan said, we're figuring out what we're going to do for a visiting locker room. Yeah. But trust me, uh, whatever we come up with will be better than what was, so they won't be complaining. I, I had a laugh at that. Was it, yeah. was it really that bad? No, that I, bad? I, no I didn't think it was would, that bad. Well, you, well, it wasn't that bad when you were coaching there, but when you were coaching for <laughs> Weber State and you came to that that locker room, it was bad. No, nah, it wasn't that bad. I've been to a lot worse places. Are you kidding? That doesn't mean that it's not bad. Yeah. Well, you know, you're you're not supposed to make the incoming team comfortable. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's kind of that's one of your if, well, like your guy, your yeah. guys, they used to, so you go to in the in the Cougar Stadium, yeah. right? So they'd have the heater on in the locker room, and I'd say, I'd walk in, I say, what's why you got the heater on in here in the locker room? Uh, and nobody ever answered it. The heater like, on and no hot water. Yeah, and, and, and then I say, I say, open all the doors, you know. And then, and then you go out, and the and the grass would be about, about eight feet tall, right? Yeah. And say, you guys ever mow your lawn over here? <laughs> but you and they're always so such small quarters, man. Yeah. In the visitors' locker room, you just stacked on top of each other. I remember BYU played Florida State a few years ago, 
I think Bobby Bowden was still uh, was still the coach. This had to be 08-09. Do you remember this game? Yeah. Alema, Florida State came to BYU. It looked like they were running through the rough at the U.S. Open. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. It was, like, visible yeah. how long it was on TV. It's called a strategy. <laughs> well, it didn't work yeah. well. For, for didn't... teams that are fast, you slow them down with the turf. <laughs> exactly. Or, yeah. or if you have turf, you water it down. Yeah. Like Oregon would wa- would water their their their, their turf field down. turf, yeah. Their filter down, down right? So you go up, and then you'd have to figure out, make sure you get the right cleats. Yeah. Wow. Okay, which cleats do you take? So you take a couple of sets of cleats to see what, you know, how much water are they going to put on the field. But you guys, you guys have no room. The worst field I ever saw. Yeah, you're right. Ever saw was was Lavelle's last game at your place. Yeah. That was, it, it looked like horses had run through there, and they're just sawed all over the place. Well, the, the thing is, that. That particular field, you know, that group went broke. Yeah, you know, and they were, they were, uh, not reputable, reputable <laughs> people, I guess would be, they, and and the, so, and I, I think they called it field turf. I yeah, think that was, it was it was a different kind of turf because, but it had it had the root, otherwise it was no good, and it didn't have time for it for it to take. Exactly, it, it was a mess. Yeah, it was a mess. I agree. What was that? What was that stuff, Mac? That uh, the Utes when they had that um, one of those turfs, it was you couldn't even see the guys standing on the other sideline practically because the crown on it was the so crown high. was way up. Yeah, yeah. How come the crowns like that? Well, you know that the first turf they had there in 1970. Six or oh, seven. Oh, the turf seven. I played on at Rice Stadium yeah. was like yeah. concrete. Real concrete. But you know who had a worse one? University of Michigan. Yeah. They had a worse turf in, in the in the seventies. It was like it was like playing on yeah. on cement. You go there and you're just it's you like might. but playing on sandpaper. It's like you know how the arena league was, right? Yeah. Because they were all on this turf field that was just laid right on top of cement. And and uh, University of Utah, University of Hawaii, Michigan some of these places just had the worst turf. It's like there was no padding underneath it. In, and you, you, I remember coming up. TCU was like this, too. Right. I came up from, from a play, and I had lost all the skin on the front of my cap. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was the argument for that? I, uh, this is where I'll never understand. I get field turf now because the technology is better yeah. and it, it's a better surface. But back then, why would you have an outdoor stadium with AstroTurf? What was the point of that? Well, that was kind of the thing. What was the, the yeah? What well, was the, the advantage? What was the, the argument? The, the advantage is you didn't have to yeah, care, upkeep. Yeah, the upkeep. You don't care for it, and supposedly it was a better surface than grass, safer surface. Which, they had good salespeople. Yeah, the egg bingo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it was it was an ACL waiting to happen. Right. Yeah. Although, oh yeah. Oh, there's no doubt. Oh yeah. Because yeah. We, we on that original turf, you know at at. At Rice Eccles, we lost a lot of players due to knees, particularly, and that was before the ACL was like a, a they called yeah, it before, something else, yeah. and so before it was an easy, and it was a, a much more difficult surgery, surgery then, because yeah. then they were making the cut right down oh, the middle man. of the knee. So you see a guy that yeah. had an ACL, and he had that scar going oh, down the yeah. middle of his knee down. I said. Oh, you! <laughs> <laughs> now they, 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 you know, the the incisions are tiny, yeah. and they can go in and they can reconstruct the knee. Yeah, yeah. So it's... well, the the 
the issue is still around. And, and Gordon, I think you brought this up the other day because Gordon's passionate about grass. I don't know if you've ever uh, heard <laughs> well, that. I just like uh, regular old grass. Uh, 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 better better grass. than I, the I heard you like. Uh, I heard you like grass. The uh, the the <laughs> new stadium um, for the Giants and Jets. I'm, it's escaping me what it's called. Some sponsor. Oh, yeah, anyway, it's supposed to be a bad turf. It it it's hurting teams. Yeah, like it, uh, it it decimated the because, 49ers because they played uh, on it two weeks in if, a row. If you get your 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 cleat stuck in the turf and you twist, that's an ACL. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and the guy will come out, so I just twisted my knee. And then your first question, yeah. did you hear a pop? <laughs> you know, that's the first question that the orthopedic guy, did you hear a pop? And if you hear a pop and a twist, it's probably an ACL. Ooh, just shuddering yeah. thinking about yeah. that. And I tell you what, losing a player to an ACL. Is, grass, grass is still by far, Mother Nature is the finest surface. Yeah. Which was my point in saying yeah. I liked grass, uh, not what we know it you do, seemed Gordon. to be we, implied. Yeah. Well, I got I got another question for Mac. In all those le- in all the leagues you coached in, because uh, as an assistant, whatever you you played in a lot of different uh, places, was there ever one that intimidated you? Yeah. The 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 SEC, you know, the, I mean those guys when they come on the field, they look like they're supposed to look. You know, I mean they were. They were, they were big. They were fast. You know, they had those narrow, narrow ankle guys. So you look at the D, look at the D lineman going out there, and they, you wouldn't see any fat ankle guys. Yeah. You just see these these guys with these narrow ankles, Sleek. which means they could run, and they were all long, good-looking yeah. guys. You know, so there were some incredible-looking players. I mean, Florida had a good-looking group of guys, and and Auburn had a good-looking good group of guys, and. Alabama, Georgia, they all had speed. They all could run. They all... And that can be tough, Coach, as a, as a coach. You know, you're, you're trying to convince your team that, you you know, everybody puts, you know, you lace your shoes up the same, you put your pads on the same. But, you know, you walk out, and it's hard as a player not to be somewhat intimidated by, you know, the guys on the other side of the field when they look like that. Yeah, right? yeah. Like back in my time was when they looked like Miami or Florida State or Ohio State, you know, these and and, um, you know, it's if you're if your program isn't a winning program, then, you know, it's easy to get to lose that game before you step on the field. So they did. The, the, I can remember the, I talking to a coach from Notre Dame before we were going to play Michigan. And uh, he said he said to me, he says, they don't play as good as they look," he said. "But do yourself a favor; don't watch them come out of the locker room." <laughs> <laughs> All right, and so and so, so so I'm so I, you know, because he told me not to watch them come out of the locker room. I did. Yeah, now you, you can't. Know, yeah, of course. Not and, watch. I, and I said, I said, yeah, these guys look. You know, I mean, they were buffed to beat yeah. the band, right? Yeah. But. He was right. They don't play as they didn't play as good as they looked. Yeah. Because we had a freshman <laughs> sophomore team and we should have beat them. You know. So they looked like Tarzan played like Jane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, coming up. I don't know if that's good terminology. Yeah. Oh, Jane. Yeah. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk about BYU their game tomorrow. But here uh, in the next few minutes, I want to. Uh, Get some info out about uh, Coach Max uh, Foundation well, because let's do it. Uh, this birthday is, boy. Where's Christine? Christine. 81 for 81. And when is the big day? Is it? Uh, 14th. 
The 14th, that's right. I knew it was coming up. I just told my family today, any birthday gifts goes to the foundation. I love it. So you got I I hope somebody got you a car. Well, guess what? We are getting Coach a really big card. Yes. So his Not birthday. Not a card, a car. Oh, a car? A car. Oh, I got a car. a car. He just what? got a brand new car. But if somebody got you a car and you gave it to the foundation, somebody could win a car because I see Christine's got some names over here. She's going to na- drop well, we're, names We're some giving winners, something away today. Some prizes. It's not quite a car. We had a car, yeah, cool. but you would have to give us a lot of money to get hey, a car. Hey, hey. So I, I don't think we're giving a car away. <laughs> we're, not, we're, not, we're not giving a car away. Coach is like, hey, oh, wait. We're wait, wait, wait. Maybe, awesome. maybe that car. I had at San Jose State we could give away. <laughs> but yeah. hey, we do have a good gift today. And nice. Coach's birthday is next Wednesday, yep. October 14th. And so we are celebrating him. And so we are making him a big, huge card. If you donate to our 88, 81 I'm going to donate today. Yes. On the show. During the show, I'm going to donate my so $81. So if you donate today to our campaign, I will personally send you two of our masks from our mask program that we did in the spring. And you can get a mask from U- University of Utah, Weber State, Utah State. Um, Why are you not saying BYU? I'm Why saying not- BYU. BYU. I have two different styles. BYU. <laughs> and I, I got have, them both, Coach. Yeah, you got them both because you're donating yeah. today. So he got two. He got two different BYU masks, and we also have um, Utah Jazz. So if you donate today, um, anytime today, it doesn't have to be during this program. I will be able to know, and I will call you, and I will find out what teams you would want us to send to you, and I will send you two masks. And when we did our campaign, we were selling for $20 yeah. a donation. We weren't selling them. If you gave a donation, we gave you a mask. Right. And so um, so you, we'll send you two of them if you donate today. For the and, foundation, for the kids. Yeah, and it goes to the kids. And yeah. just, just this week I got another call from a school that was um, needing some financing and um, for – because they're doing remote learning only, and mm. they need iPads and computers and Internet. And so, you know, they wanted to apply for a grant through our foundation for the funding. And so, you know, there's a huge need out there right now with all this stuff that's going on with COVID and remote learning. And so, you know, all of your donations, they're going to go right to all of these causes that we're supporting. So, And, and, I, and I tell you, the COVID thing's not going away. Yeah. Remote learning is part of the new normal. And, and, and I tell you what. You better respect this COVID thing. Yeah. Because it's definitely out there and it's definitely growing. Yeah. And you got winter coming. You're talking about when the weather turns to, you know, 60 degrees, 55 degrees, you know, that it's then you're going to have more people get sick. And and then all whatever you have in your immune system, if you catch COVID with it, then you know, it's not a good. It's not going to be a good outcome. Yeah. So get a mask. Coach is saying get a mask. That helps social distance. I think the wash your hands. I think the mask. All thing, of it. I think the mask thing should be mandatory. I don't think it should be, and it should be like, well, if you want to wear a mask, you should. If you don't want to wear a mask, I think it should be mandatory, uh, and that should be an absolute thing. Absolute about washing your your hands, absolute social distancing, you know those things because all of a sudden you you come down with with covid and you're running free and then all of a sudden boom you you wake up one morning you got a fever you got this you got that and then you look at the hospitals are overrun okay so how do you get the best possible medical treatment because you got so many people 
So this thing, your point being, is, is going to be here with us for a while. And, uh, you Take know, care. the kids are affected, too. And you guys have been doing some incredible things uh, during this all and well, uh, can continue to do so. Well, it's, a, it's important that we're able to contribute to give these schools a chance to to whatever they need, you know, yeah. that we can assist them what they're doing. And uh, that's the bottom line for the whole thing. Yeah, and if you continue to wear masks, then kids can stay in school yep. and and people can continue their lives as normal as they possibly can considering the circumstances. All right, so on top of the 81 for 81 campaign, which is going on, you can go to theronmcbridefoundation.org uh, to, to donate, but we're doing a little uh, giveaway as well today. Yeah, to- so today we have... Um, let me get my little thing here. So we have um, Kyle Van Noy. So we're giving away a football that he was signed, um, Ooh, that he cool. had signed. Yeah. So he, um, you know, he went to BYU. Yes. And the BYU, so, as yeah, Coach would say. Yeah, 2010 to 2013. And in his um, final collegiate season, he recorded 70 tackles, 17 tackles for loss, three sacks, two interceptions, and six passes defended, and two fumble recoveries. Stuck. And he's also a two-time Super Bowl. He is. I'll tell you what, he is really a good yeah, player. Yeah, really good. And, and a good guy. Good guy, man. Man, overcame some Super. some stuff early on in his career. I get a chance to I bump into him every now and then, and and just you know catch up with him. And he, what a what a great guy, making a great contribution in his own way. And I love that he's you know helping and, out and a very yeah. very smart player. Yeah, yeah. So come down and uh, we can we have folks enter to win or oh, yeah. well we they, can, they come down and they give a donation down here. Mm-hmm. We will give them a well, not only can they enter to win our contest, but they get a free mask just by coming down. Yeah. You we, don't even have to give. Just come down and you can get it. And then if you donate, you get two masks and then you'll be entered into our contest. So cool. All right. Come on down and donate. Enter to win. Uh, and of course, you can donate uh, the 81 for 81 uh, campaign, the Ron McBride Foundation dot org. We are here at the uh, at the warehouse uh 1825 south 300 west right here in salt lake as i mentioned before coming up next uh we will get into uh, byu's game coming up tomorrow but we got to get tom over here of course he's very busy yeah because I tell uh, you what look at it this place is stacking up we, we got we don't have enough room you have we no idea I went, I went come on down here we got to get some stuff moved out of here tom took me in the back before the yeah. show and you got a lot you got a lot of stuff right now hey we have enough stuff that I'm going to do a coach deal that is the boominess boom deal that I've ever boomed. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, bring it, Tom. You've heard us talk for months about benefits of an adjustable bed. Mm. Right. I bought a deal. It was an insurance claim deal. I have some of the nicest bases. Clayton, don't let Clayton hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel the, the, the $50 assembly coming up. Is that right? No. Listen, listen. I don't want to put Clayton in the tough spot. When you come down here, I'll show you the base on the Internet. The king bases are $1,999. The queens are $1,799. That's base only. I'm going to do a queen deal and a solid king deal that's going to blow your mind. I'm going to do a queen adjustable bed, head up, foot up. This is the better base, one of the best ba- It's number one ranked in the industry. This is the base where you can say, hey, Google, could you raise my bed? 
or hey Siri, can you raise my bed? Or hey, what's the other Amazon yeah. hub? Alexa. Alexa. Alexa, could you raise my bed? This has the Bluetooth interface where you can talk and make yourself comfortable. I'm going to do a queen with a made in USA adjustable bed with a queen, either all memory foam or hybrid. I like the memory foam. I like the, the mattress like the hybrid because you get a memory foam and the spring, push right? of a spring. Right. What's the best? What's the best uh, mattress? The one that makes you feel the best. For me to tell you, I like hybrids right now a little bit more than memory foam. I know some people that swear they'll buy the memory foam alone. They're incredible. And they like that the, one the better. Po- the point is, it's for me individual. to say this one's better. I'm lying because if it doesn't feel better to you. It's not as good, let yeah. alone better. Right. My voice just went nuts because <laughs> I, I'm going to do a deal that you've never heard of. Let's Jay. hear it. All right. You know the base we used to sell for seventeen ninety nine yep. queen bed. I'm going to do it for eight hundred bucks. No way! Wow. <laughs> you finally lost it, Tom. I'm going to do it for eight hundred bucks, and I'm doing it for two days only. Now, if you feel so inclined. While supplies last. Okay. If you are so inclined, we're going to charge you 75 bucks for delivery and setup. Instead and of, set up? And set up. And I'm going to give 25 bucks of that to the coach. All right. Two so, days only. Okay. If you've ever wanted a queen adjustable bed, if you've wanted the very best and you've seen them for 5600 bucks, I'm telling you, 800 bucks, two days only. This is your weekend. I'm going to do kings. Solid. Solid king. This is not a split king, but it's the base. You talk into your phone. Hey, Alexa, my wife's snoring. Raise her head up. <laughs> <laughs> Solves the problem. And I'm going to do a, a mattress. That's a $4,000 mattress with a $2,000 base. I'm going to do the entire package. I'm glad you're sitting down, Alema. I am too. $1,499. Wow. wow. No way. Wow. Take advantage of it. Jake, this is, you've this is never heard that no, price. No, never. Uh-uh. We've, we've got a new. This is, not, this is not good. This is incredible. We've got a new boom of all booms today. Boom. Boom, this is the boom. boomiest boom that I've ever boomed. I tell you what, hey, hey, first thing I saw when I come into this, there's a big sign there. Yeah. Boom! Boom! <laughs> 1825 South, 300 West here in Salt Lake, the brand new location. Don't forget, 86 East University Parkway in Utah County. More next on a Football Friday on the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 of the Zone. show on a football Friday. Coach Mack, Alemi Harrington, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott with you. Band of the day today, the Supreme, selected by Coach Mack and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts for the latest tour news and artist insight. Check them out, livenation.com. Uh, great selection, Coach Mack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love the Supremes. Perfect for a Friday. Right, right. Gordon, does it meet your approval? Yes, 100%. Who doesn't, who, who can even start to disrespect the Supremes? Amazing music.
Love yeah. Motown all yeah. the way around. Yeah, perfect. Well, well selected, Coach. Well done. Yeah. Uh, BYU has a game against Texas San Antonio uh, coming up tomorrow. Uh, BYU obviously playing really, really well. Lemma, and this is another opponent that uh, you know is not uh, the flashiest of opponents. And I, uh, Gordon, what, what were you saying the line was the other day? 32, 34? 32 what? and a half. It was at one point. I haven't checked recently. Since the Navy game, I'm curious what the line has been, the average line for, for BYU. It's been at least three touchdowns. Last week it was 23 and a half, yeah. I think. Uh-huh. I think it started a little, little bit higher than that and then might have dropped down a little bit. But, uh, yeah, the, the the quality of opponent may not. But, you know, that's maybe when you do some of your best coaching during that week of practice, getting guys ready, focused, make sure that you don't get complacent. And um, start to, you know, as coaches say, don't believe your press clippings. Well, yeah. And then, then the players today go, what does that mean? Don't believe the Internet. <laughs> well, I tell you what. Don't believe the Twitter. There's, yeah. so, there's so much information out there. That, 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 you know. Tell them how good they are. And like you, like you said, Coach, you know, now all of a sudden that ugly offensive lineman's getting dates. Yeah. And he's thinking he's somebody. Yeah. Well, you know, the interesting thing is, the the interesting thing about this this particular BYU team, that offensive line has kind of grown up together. Yeah. yeah as a group. Yeah. Okay. And they're and they're they're most of them are all return missionaries, and they've kind of gradually grown into what they are today. And they've got and and I think they're all underclassmen, if I remember right. Uh, I'll double check. I don't think they're seniors. They might be juniors. Yeah, yeah I think they're all. Yeah. I think they're all. I think they're all. And they're all. And I think they're all excited about what their future is. In other words, not only this season, but next season. You know, what I mean, they're they're they like they like. First of all, they like playing with each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the other thing is they've kind of they've kind of matured into a football team of you know all of a sudden these receivers grow up. You know, tight ends grow up, and and uh, Wilson's in his third year. Yeah, and Wilson's in his third year, and he's healthy. Yeah. See, he wasn't really healthy last year because of his arm part, but he came into this season completely healthy. Yeah. And well prepared, and he's and mentally he's really good where he's at. Mac, and I then, got a question. I, I got a question about that. The maturation of players—it's remarkable how much progress they can make year to year, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if they're if if their minds are right and they all kind of are sticking together and and going for the same cause, you know, it, it and obviously this group from what I from because I've talked to, to, to some of the parents of the players that are playing down there now and they talk about togetherness, they talk about caring about each other, working together, you know, and being a, a you know, there's no there's no problem in the locker room where you got dissenters or problems in the locker room because they're all kind of there for the same cause. And so when you've got that attitude in your locker room and you've got ability, then you become tough to beat. Now, their opponent. We, oh, sorry. Go we, ahead, Gordon. We we interviewed Brady Christensen. Uh, when was that? Uh, Jake, were you were you here or was that when you were gone? I think that might have been when I was gone. If it so was, that was that a couple was weeks a, ago. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Austin, you remember, he seemed extremely mature to me. I mean, he, he was articulate. He was well-spoken. He seemed to understand what was going on with his with his line mates. 
Yeah, other than the fact he wants to get into sports media instead of uh, that, that, <laughs> oh, that's I always it. A... Did you discourage him? I told him if you want to make money, do anything else. So yeah, there can only be one Hans Olsen. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> or a Lemma Harrington. True. Uh, yeah. But uh, but of course, you know, Gordon, I'm not surprised you 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 he came off as mature because that's. You know, we could talk about the mission, whether it's an advantage or disadvantage uh, until we're blue in the face. But one thing you it, get, it's, Alema, never, you it's, get nev- it's never an advantage. Come on. <laughs> but you the get people, a more mature. Say that are dumb. You get a more <laughs> mature player. Uh, I don't I don't think it's a total advantage, but it is, it is different. And you do get your players uh, who are physically more mature and a little older. I, I think, you know, to to Gordon's point, it you know, um, your your best case scenario is that you get a wash that you get a mature player that hasn't played for two years. Right. Right? Right. Um, and, and so, you know, you're hoping that that maturity and – you, and you lose a lot – you lose especially offensive linemen. At least this has been my experience. Especially offensive linemen come back from the mission. Not all of them, but some of them do, and they've lost their fight. Yeah. Uh, here's the I, thing. I've, I've, uh, Mac, yeah. I'll tell you, I, I've interviewed probably – I remember I did a study of this. I, I interviewed like 50 guys – who uh, were went on missions and asked them whether it was an advantage. And the answer coming back was overwhelmingly no, because they, it was difficult for them. You brought up one of the points right there. Some of the guys lose their, lose their fire. They don't want to play. They come back, they yeah. don't want to play anymore. And many of them are just, you know, they go into jungles somewhere. You know, they're, they're preaching in huts. They come back with diseases. They come back with all kinds of stuff they got to fight through. I, I just, the people who say that, they only say it in the years when BYU has a good team. When they have, <laughs> when they have a bad team, nobody ever brings that up, right? I mean, yeah. Mac, I don't know. You faced them. Maybe you have a different opinion. But I'm telling you, the guys I talked to, and I, I made a, I made a study of it, and it was not an advantage in their minds. Well, I think, first of all, I, I think that was one of the big reasons that of Utah's turnaround was was the missionary program because of the fact that we got back a mature guy, a mature thinking guy, and it usually took, there's only one guy I can think of that came back off a mission that, that we were able to play right away, and that was Kautai Olivao. Mm-hmm. He, he, wow. he might have been the only one, but but the other guys, it took them a period of time. I would argue, Coach, that because you mentioned this being the turnaround for, for Utah, not only you, you got a guy back that was mature, that's not, it, that's not necessarily in an immediate advantage, maybe in, in a long term because, you know, the, the second year after he's back, but in the recruiting process, when you start to embrace – the 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 missionary now all of a sudden you got a chance at some athletes that were almost automatic BYU guys absolutely yeah we we became a better you know a de- a, you know a suitable destination yeah uh, because the kids were having success and the fact that you know we were going to be a third a third of our team was going to be return missionaries and and then a third was going to be another group and a third was going to be another group. So we were going to mix that, 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 that was kind of the, 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 the philosophy and the, and the approach is, is so we would take probably seven, eight, eight, seven to eight missionaries every year. And the, the advantage we had was we weren't 
we weren't doing it like BYU was doing it because we were we were holding them out before they went, so we didn't use up any eligibility up front. Right. Where BYU was, Lavelle would would either play those guys or sit them and use up that year, but so we didn't we couldn't afford to count those guys. Right. Because we didn't have enough players to where you could count them, so we were recruiting classes two years from the time we recruited the guy possibly three so it couldn't you know my plan couldn't be have been a short range plan it had to be a long range plan in other words i could i wasn't going there looking for a quick fix so i can get a better job i was looking at at utah's being a destination that's building the program building a program and and make it sustainable so that you had a foundation that whoever came in after i was gone would have a chance to succeed. I got to ask this this question because for you, Coach, coming into it, um, and and I think for anybody that 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 starts to implement this, right, that you implement embracing the return missionary, right. It's not something because I I mean different coaches at BYU have handled it differently. Where you've got a coach in charge of managing the eligibility, you got guys that that use flow charts. To you know, determine who's eligible, who's not eligible, and things right. like this. Right. But for for you, was there a person that that you leaned on and said, "Man, I need your help. We need to figure out how to how to embrace the return missionary." But it's not going to be easy because we're going to be juggling these scholarships. You know, was there a guy in, in your group that 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 was you know well, helpful I, in that? Well, I think that I kind of learned when I was there as an assistant. Mm-hmm of how to handle it. And then obviously uh, Steve Capusi was yeah. was a GA for me to, to begin with. And he was a big help understanding, okay, you know, how do we handle these guys when they're on a mission and and what what do we do? How do we, you know, how do we go about making sure that, that the families. And the other thing was good about Steve is, is he spoke Tongan. Tongan, yeah. And, and so you could take him into a home and, and we he could convalesce with anybody. Yeah, and he was he could do the he, he he could talk the return missionary and also talk the junior college route too because he's a Dixie. He came out right. of Dixie Junior College. Right. So and 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 was a great player at BYU All Conference at right, BYU. Right. So that that was a big that was a big bonus to begin with, just setting it up and and he could talk to the. The parents, you know, parents would always ask me if I was, are you a member? And I would always, and I always, and I always said, sort of. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of. Sort of. Sort of. I mean, I know the doctrine and I know that, you know, that the LDS religion is a family orientated religion where family is first, you know, which, which any religion that puts a family first is is a huge plus because I don't care who it, what religion it is, you know when you put the family first and the welfare of your family first, what's wrong with that? Yep. You earned you earned your reputation as a trustworthy man of integrity before you got to the University of Utah. So you know that that took care of, that a lot of that took care of itself because there there were guys that. Like even for for me, I I still go back to to how I first learned about Coach Mack was him recruiting some of the guys that were part of my recruiting class at BYU and the University of Utah that that '84 season. But everybody knew Coach Mack, and everybody knew he was a stand-up guy. 
And that, um, so the reputation was already there. And then once, once you have players that have played under you and then that's so-and-so's cousin, that's so-and-so's older brother, that's so-and-so's uncle. I mean, after a while, then, then, then you're, you know, you, 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 you pass the test. Right. 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 So you, yeah, you need to, you know, you can't come into uh, a state like Utah and, and think you're going to succeed if you don't em- embrace the LDS religion and what it stands right. for. Right. You might as well just pack your bags <laughs> and, and leave because, because uh, you know, the religion is a belief, you know, and, and that people, you know, that's what they live their lives by. And you got you have to respect whether you're a Catholic or whether you're a Mormon or whether whatever religion you have to respect those beliefs. We see. Hey, uh, hey, hey Lama, yeah. I, I I just if if anybody came up to you and asked you, are you a member or do you know anybody who's a member? You could probably say sorta <laughs> a whole lot of times, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you mean those Jack Mormons? <laughs> yeah. no. I would say the majority of the membership is sorta. You know, we're one all, foot we're in, all, one foot we're, out. We're all we're all trying our best. Okay, right? We're all trying to, to do it, and thank goodness for for uh, you know forgiveness and repentance. <laughs> so, because, so I was I was recruited with one, <laughs> one guy who was who was a real serious LDS guy, right? And so, as long as we were in the state of Utah. You know, I mean, he was, he was right down Straight the line. Straight line. Yeah. As soon as, as, soon as we crossed, crossed the state line, he said, hey, let's stop and get a six-pack. <laughs> I, said, I said, so what happens when you, when, you, when you cross the border? Does that mean you're no longer? Well, you know, things change a little bit. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned. We'll have more Football Friday coming up next. We're God's here at the looking, warehouse. God's looking the other way. 1825 South, yeah. 300 so West. I, I don't know whether he whether he just God lived in Utah and then she left yeah. He doesn't know who you are. More, more Football Friday next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Football Friday on the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Coach Mac, Alema Harrington as well. Uh, we want to remind you about our friends at America First Credit Union. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders Kansas City Chiefs game is this Sunday and brought to you by American First Credit, uh, America First Credit Union, the exclusive home of the official Raiders debit card. Some great features and benefits now with the silver and black. Learn more at AmericaFirst.com slash Raiders. Uh, this is a random question for you, Coach, but as long as we're talking about the Raiders, you think the Raiders uh, is going to pick up around here? You think? Uh, yeah. I, uh, mean, I, I, I tell you what, I like to watch them. They're a co- real competitive, tough. They're a tough team. And I think Gruden is a really good coach. And um, they're, not, they're not quite where they need to be. And possibly maybe, maybe the quarter, that quarterback is not the answer, but he's the answer for what they have right now. And... Um, They've invested a lot of money in the in their offensive line. They paid. They paid. They've paid to get a good offensive line. So uh, that's an interesting question that you ask, because you know the question to me is like, you know, who is Utah's team? 
There was a time when was the you, know, you could get nothing but 49ers games yeah. here yeah, back Steve in the Young. Steve Young era. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, well, is is it the, you know, is it the Broncos because yeah. they're closest proximity? Well, now you got a team that's a little bit closer. Um I don't know if the what what the the distance is and and how that works out. But, you know, does Utah adopt a team, yeah. you know? We well, have so many people moving into the state now. Before it was different. We have so many more people now that are in the state that are not from here that they bring their allegiance with them. And I'm just I'm curious for for a football fan that's listening out there right now. You guys on sports talk radio all the time. Like who who are the teams here? You know, and is it is it is it based on well so and so played at Utah and now he's playing at this you know playing here or you know Kyle Van Noy is a good example right. giving away a, a signed. Uh, Football from Kyle Van Noy. Well, you know, I'm going to follow whatever team he's playing for now. Right. Well, I and and I want to get Gordon's thoughts on this, but I'll, we did, you know, in, in the radio world, you do research, you know, focus groups right. and those sorts of things. And this was probably 15 years ago. It was probably when, when you and yeah. I were working together the first time. And uh, they came out, they said, now, the, as far as NFL teams, everybody's got a different one here in this market. But there were three, basically, that were tied at the top. Yeah. The, the Broncos. The Raiders and the Niners, huh. and I wonder if the appeal. And Gordon, you and I have talked about this many times. The appeal of a game being so easy to get to now will encourage people to kind of jump on the bandwagon. I, I I, think, I'm excited to go to a game. I, I think the appeal will be the Raiders, you yeah, know, because people here like to go to Vegas, yeah, you know, and we have a lot in common. Yeah, because they Vegas. cross they cross that state line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But Gordon, Gordon, you've been covering sports for a long time in this market. Do you think we'll we'll have a team, quote unquote? Yeah, I, I agree with Mac uh, and, and Alema. I, I, I think that uh, it, ge- geography plays a huge role in this kind of thing. And the Raiders, you know, I mean, that's a team that Lloyd might disagree with this. Uh, they, they sort of are easy to like. I mean, they, they have a cool tradition. They have, uh, you know, they have a good look to them. And we'll see how how it turns out as far as what's going on on the field. But yeah, I, I it's closer than Denver. Yeah, it is, and yeah, it, it certainly is. All right, we're here at the warehouse. Coming up next, we'll talk some Pac-12 football. Uh, the preseason poll is out. We'll get to Coach Max and Alema's thoughts on that, and of course, we'll continue conversation about BYU and mix in some Utah State as well. Eighteen twenty-five South, three hundred West is where we are. It's the warehouse, and uh, Tom's. Uh, Taking a break. Clayton is jumping on. Oh, with where's us Clayton? Now. Where is he? I'm right here. I'm my to your man. right, Max. Hey, Clayton has a bad back. Right yeah, now. I messed my back up. Yeah. Well, what? you you make a living moving furniture. That's so. true. I yeah. mean, here's a kid that's he's been on a mission. He's ran all professional soccer player. Yeah, ran all over the world, and now he's yeah. And you know what? It's moving furniture that took him out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But come on, don't let me look bad. Come hey, on. One day, one day, Clayton is going to be. The Empire. He'll be the, He'll be the king of I'll the Empire. The Mr. I'll be the Mr. Boom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Mr. Boom. I got such a good deal. Let me tell you about it. That will be me. Yeah. That's my future. Man, come on. That's a pretty good gig. You I'll tell you what. I won't complain. Hey, Clayton. Clayton. Good kid. Not only this. He's not a kid anymore. How old are you, Clayton? I'm 30. I hit the 30? third floor. Yeah. yeah well, hey. you're a kid compared to us, but. Clayton, we got to get you married. Ah, come on, Coach. Not you got my dad on my back. Got you on my back. Now. Golly. I mean, I Every mean, time I'm in Utah, I, I get this pressure. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you're you, you 30-year-old. 
Return missionary? Hey, listen. What was it, 11, when you come on the show? High school, East High, class of 2008. Yes. State yes. champions, 2006. Yes. Ding. We've got we to hit a bell. We need the bell. bell. We need that bell yeah, back. Austin, work on that. I so mean, uh, are, are you going to give some unauthorized <laughs> deals here, Clayton? I, no. After what my dad said, I want to. I don't even know what he's thinking. <laughs> I know. I think he's. I think he's. Yeah, finally, he might have lost know. his mind. Right. I keep telling him while supplies last because I yeah, don't, it's not going to last. Yeah. What the heck is he thinking? Yeah. Eight hundred dollars queen and whatever deal on the king and pretty amazing. Uh, let's talk why we've got you here though, and uh, when your back is healthy, let's talk a little bit about delivery because you've uh, set up a zillion of these uh, of these beds. Listen, anybody here in the Salt Lake Valley, it, people come in and say, "We heard on the radio." Where do you live? Oh, we just live in Wendover. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, if you throw in some money on the roulette table, I'll do it for 50 bucks. Yeah. But anyone here in the Salt Lake Valley will do it, like my dad said, for the, for the 75 with installation. I'm looking at my dad with some yeah. heavy eyes right now. And with 25, and 25 of that we'll goes go to, to the foundation. We'll love to support the yeah. coach. Last two days. But we're going to do that two for days, days only. But two but days that only. but that's a big deal because uh, especially with the deals on these adjustables that uh, that Tom threw out, you know, you don't want to be setting that thing yeah, up by I yourself. Yeah, I can guarantee yeah. you don't. I, I have I have two really nice adjustable bed, adjustable beds. One's a split king. I don't. There's no way. There's no way I could have set that up. Well, this right? is, here's the thing that when we and you don't want to do it wrong either. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Oh, no, here's the thing. What does that? What does that, what, what does that tell you? That means that I think he thinks that I'm brilliant because I went to Brigham Young's University. That's right. The BYU. Hey, I, the went, to, BYU. I went to the Red BYU. So yeah, we're kind of similar. Yeah, Hawaii Seasiders. Haula Laie. All right, so take advantage of these deals and take advantage <laughs> of the delivery. Come say hello to Clayton, 1825 South, 300 West. We're here at the warehouse. Clayton's world famous, too. He'll sign he you is. an autograph. He He's is. A, He's world of, across on. the world. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not as I'm famous sorry. as these guys to my left of me. Well, and uh, well, speak Spanish as well. So hey, for well, our Spanish-speaking friends out there. I got you on the Spanish, there. coach. Yeah. Uh -huh. I got you on the Espanol. <laughs> yeah, you do. Cuantos libros tenios usted no tiene manos? Muchos libros. All right. We'll have more Big Show, more Football Friday next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.